Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. of the Heart and Soul Podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host, and I am co-hosting with Mr. Russell Bruce, Chef Russ. Peace. All right. So Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast is a podcast to raise awareness and to awaken humanity to everything that is already within us. We just have to awaken to it. It's been in us and we just have to reawaken to it sometimes. Um, On today's podcast, we are actually talking about eating to live. This is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Um, I'm certified in weight management and primary care, and I love talking about food. I love talking about energy that the food gives us. I like talking about how to cook food um, because I believe you can be healthy and you can still eat good balanced meals as well. But we want to go a little bit deeper today. We want to talk about the energy and the source and positive versus negative food energy and all that good stuff. So we're going to dive in. Um, I do want to say that obesity is a BMI greater than or equal to 30. Um, So you can calculate your BMI by your height to weight ratio. You can just Google BMI calculator, put in your height, put in your weight, and it'll give you a BMI. And it also usually give you normal, above, you know, normal and what's not normal. So that's easy. You can find that on Google. Um, I also want to say that children who are obese during childhood typically become obese as adults. And that's important to kind of gain um, a head start on that so that we can prevent overweight children from becoming overweight adults. And that's important because children are the future. They're our next generation. They're going to be taking care of us. So we have to make sure that we tend to them as well. Um, Black women, 41.9%, and Hispanics, 30.7%, have the highest rates of obesity in the United States. So that's another reason why to tackle this as well. So let's dive in, eating to live. All right. So those statistics are alarming. A couple of things I'd like to talk about on the onset to kind of paint a broader picture as to what's transpiring that could possibly be leading to the obesity food has changed for one in this country uh like i can recall being a kid where in my small hometown where the milkman would actually come directly from the farm and deliver milk to your house that was raw and unpasteurized and you know, you could dip your cookies and milk into it all day and you didn't have to worry about being lactose intolerant and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, as the population boomed, you know, and the milk had to sit on the shelf, you know, it had to go through the pasteurization process. And then all of a sudden it was almost like swallowing water with razor blades in it or something like that. And everybody started having adverse effects. Uh, trying to drink it and then also health-wise just a couple things with the population like world population say a hundred years ago was there was about two billion people on the planet and in the United States it was about 
105, think about 105 million. And today there's 350 million people in the U.S. and 8 billion worldwide. So world population quadrupled and uh, the U.S. population uh, tripled, almost quadrupled, quadrupled as well. So with that, the animal population, you know, didn't grow at that alarming rate. And how do they compensate? You know, we live in a society that's uh, meat heavy, dairy heavy. Uh, a lot of things were being added into the food to, to grow the animals quicker. We're talking about growth hormones, sex hormones, things of that nature. Um, and, you know, they were speeding up the cattle production by months. And, uh, you know, when you eat that food, then you take on, you know, a lot of the emotion and stress that the animal was under. Like, say, if it went through a slaughterhouse, you know, just that term alone, slaughter, you know, sounds bad. So that animal's under a lot of stress. It gets into the blood system. People eat it. Um, that of uh, slavery, you know, uh, our people tend to eat the scraps. You know, slave master would eat the eat high on the hog. He would eat the pork chops and the ham and then the scraps were tossed out to the slaves, you know, so they got the feet, the ears, the guts, chitlins, everybody. That's where it all started, you know. We've turned it into a delicacy and some people still to this day still eat that food, which causes a lot of high blood pressure, hypertension, heart and, and clogging of the arteries, things of that nature. You know, and some other things, but we'll come back and touch on that. I don't want to be too winded on that. And uh, one other thing, um, and I mentioned to Janie earlier, like when I was traveling as an engineer with um, some of my coworkers, uh, I remember being on the road with a Muslim and being on the road with a, a Jewish guy. And, you know, when we were going out to eat in the evenings, it, you know, we would spend hours trying to find the right restaurant because they had to eat food that was killed a certain way. Like uh, in Islam, they're required to eat meat halal. They refer to it as halal because of the way that it's killed. And, and within the Jewish culture, they eat kosher meat. And for the most part, the animals before they are killed, instead of slaughtered, they are pretty much cut from ear to ear and they're prayed over and they kind of die as if they're going to sleep and they're not traumatized. So when the food is eaten, you take on less stress. So those are a few things I just want to open up and talk about and also talk about how that energy transfers over to us as human beings. Yeah. All right. So when we talk about food, uh, we are talking about energy source. Um, Food is made not only just to satisfy your hunger. So if we backtrack a little bit and we go back to the fact that we are all energy beings. Um, and energy, like Russell said, is never destroyed. It's only transferred or it changes shape. So in food, um, that food breaks down into energy and so the food will either break down into positive or good energy or no energy so basically dead weight um so you want to think about food as being medicine for the body 
nutrition for the body, and also a source of information. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit, I'm just going to mention how right now, how when I say a source of information is that when you eat certain things, such as um, strawberries, raspberries, fruits that's grown in the earth, the sun actually supplies that fertilizer for the fruit. So in essence, when you take in that food and you go out into the sun, it actually provides information to your body and to your DNA. And that's why I said we're getting a little bit deeper. We're going beyond the surface of things, but that's what this podcast is about. It's awakening to things. So it is about taking in food that's going to provide information at the DNA level so that you can get what you were meant to receive by eating food of the earth. So um, just think of those roles as far as food and energy. So nutrition, providing information, and then also, um, what did I say? Uh, you said nutrition, provide energy, and really it's an electrical potency, right? Uh, Dr. Sabi also, I think he put out a chart where it talked about different fruits and vegetables and it, it showed on an energy scale, like where they Yeah, are. I mean, so energy, I guess. It, I thought I said something else, but I guess that's it. Energy, information, oh, medicine. It was medicine, yes. It provides healing. So that's the other thing to be certain of. Um... So when we talk about foods breaking down, it all breaks down into positive energy or negative energy. Um, and just to be clear, all fruits and vegetables break down into positive energy. When it breaks all the way down, that food also breaks down into alkaline or acidic foods. So fruits, vegetables, always, always going to be positive, good energy. Um... Keep in mind that when you eat, about 40% of your energy goes to metabolizing that food, breaking it down. Your body needs energy to break it down. So when after you eat, that's why most people get really, really sleepy because either they overate or they eaten food that is not giving them energy. So if, you, if we're going to talk about what is positive, we have to talk about what's negative. So what are some of the negative energy sources? Well, I was just listening to something you said just then. And the first thing that came to mind was Thanksgiving. Everybody knows on Thanksgiving you eat all the, all the stuffing and turkey and the candy yams and the collard greens swimming in whatever meat, whatever meat is cooked in. And most of the people are just lethargic most of the day you yeah. know, in a food coma because most of your energy, like you said, is going to the stomach to, to digest the food. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like on a normal day, if you're, you know, you're eating light or even, even somebody, if you're fasting, you know, I know a lot of people for religious and spiritual reasons fast. And, and when you fast, one of the biological things that actually occurs, you know, your brain is a muscle as well. So it's like you're, if you're reading, thinking, or you're working on a business plan or what have you, now you have more blood to supply your brain while you're doing these things. And 
you tend to get more accomplished. Whereas if you go eat a heavy meal and you know, you're going trying to read, research, do things like that, you're not going to have the same amount of energy because a lot of it is going to the stomach to help digest food. Yes. And um, keep in mind that gut health is very, very important. Um, gut health will really lead to health of the entire body. Um, so with that being said, meat um, breaks down into zero energy. Um, it's dead. It's already dead when we consume it. Um, so, you know, we're working, you know, every day to kind of go meatless majority of the days. Um, but it's a work in progress just because how we were cultured into eating meat and it's a work in progress. So again, we just want to awaken to it and just be conscious of it and conscious of the choices. But, um, meat, fish, dairy, um, honestly, all of them really are more alkaline for the body. So let's talk about acidic versus alkaline. Um, that's the pH level. Um, potential of hydrogen is what that means. So the body sits right at the middle at about seven. Um, you want the body to be more alkaline versus acidic um, because bacteria, cancer, lots of issues, health issues, thrive in acidic environments. So that's why you really, really want to kind of eat foods that are alkaline. Alkaline water um, is a really good one every single day. You just want to take spring in Spring water in particular is more alkaline. Yeah, spring water definitely is more alkaline, you know, than purified water. I really don't know, you know, purified, I it guess, is, I don't know, it goes through a filter, but we don't really know the source. It's on the acidic side. I, I've yeah. actually tested it. And you can get a pH tester. You can go to your local uh, pharmacy foods. store or yeah. wherever and get a pH tester. Test your water. Test your um your water at your faucet. That would be a good actual little thing to do just to see what's coming through your faucet, you know. And you know, and if you're cooking with it, you know what I'm saying. Just it's yeah. a good test. So just go to your local store and get a pH uh, tester. Um, most, most tap waters, by the way, are acidic and that's another reason with the chemicals that they put in it to, to clean it, it makes that water very acidic. So, you know, that's another reason why you see a lot of people would prefer to drink bottled water, but spring water actually has minerals in it. So that's what makes it a little bit more alkaline and some are better than others. Cause I actually did a test between, uh, several of them. I'm not trying to give anybody any plugs, but definitely spring water is a lot better and you want to flood your system with a lot of clean, pure, alkaline water to help counterbalance a lot of things. Like for example, I remember a doctor did a study on soda and he was saying like a person who drinks Coca-Cola, he said it's really just cancer in a body in your in your body because it's pure acid. You know, people clean their car batteries with it when their car battery starts to leak acid. Yeah. Uh, if there's an auto accident and somebody gets smeared across the road and there's blood all over the road, they use Coca-Cola a lot of the times to clean that up off the road. That's how strong it is. Yeah. And putting it into the human body, it is purely acidic and it probably takes a couple gallons of water to actually 
neutralize it and put your body back into a positive uh, pH level to, to make it more alkaline. Okay, so if you don't remember anything else, remember acidic versus alkaline, you want to eat more alkaline foods. You want to avoid acidic. Um, so basically all junk foods, soda, anything processed, sugar, sugar um, a lot of, you want to avoid really like white salt. You want to use more of like the uh, pink Himalayan sea salt. Uh, you want to avoid like white rice. You want to use more brown rice um, because all of the nutrients have been wiped out of that. So just remember more alkaline. Um, and we've done our research with Dr. CB. I recommend everybody else do their research with him. I mean, really, really, really great information. Um, just, you know, talking about just eating melanin and all that good stuff. Just all that. But we are gonna give a few of the alkaline foods that you should um, that's that you should be eating, and um, we'll just kind of read a few of these off. So as far as vegetables, um, bell peppers, really really good, really good alkaline. Cucumbers, great to eat. Kale, great source. Um, wild arugula, really really good. Basically, lettuce of all types except iceberg. Iceberg has no nutritional value. Looks good, though. <laughs> so, iceberg has no nutritional value. Lettuce of all types is good, okay? Okra, olives, onions, squash, zucchini, watercress, avocado, chickpeas, and parsley. All good stuff. All good vegetables to have. Um, as far as the fruit, apples, bananas... Mostly all your berries, strawberries, blueberries, uh, blackberries. If you do suffer from inflammation in the, in the stomach, like such as Crohn's disease, you just got to be real careful for those seeds. Um, but those are all good alkaline fruit to eat. Elderberry, really, really good. Um, pears, plums, prunes, raisin, uh, cantaloupe, cherries, dates. I like dates. They're nice and sweet. Uh, fig, grapes. Um, what's important is that you want to have fruit with seeds. It's very important because how the earth works, um, Mother Nature uh, always regenerates herself. So when you are eating fruit that's seedless, that most likely have been genetically modified because fruit has seeds and it should be capable of re generating itself so be really really careful about picking up seedless watermelon and seedless grapes because they might have been genetically modified yeah and a lot of times you'll see they have the gmo stamp on them or you know in some cases you could read on the contents on certain things and it'll say that it's been genetically modified you know and it's almost like a human being without a soul so it's like it's it looks like the real thing, and it walks and talks like it, but it's not the real thing. Um, you know, there was a doctor that was also stating that, say, from 19, say, 1950, like he said, a bowl of spinach from, say, 1950, compared to today, you would need about 10 bowls of spinach to get the same nutritional quality that you would have gotten in a bowl back then you know because the soil's not the same anymore air pollution genetically modified foods um you know like even 
watermelons and things like that, you could find seedless watermelon. Yeah. Which we know it has a ton mm -hmm. of seeds, right? Yep. So you should be able to pull the seed from whatever it is you're eating it yeah. and replant it. Otherwise, it's going to lack a lot of nutritional value, and in some cases, it may not have any. Yep. So just, just that's one thing you just want to watch out for. Um, as far as nuts, hemp seeds, really good. Uh, walnuts, uh, sesame seeds, really, really good. Um, as far as as far as oils, um, avocado oil, hemp seed oil, sesame oil, grapeseed oil, uh, and of course coconut oil and olive oil are all great oils to use. Um, let's talk about spices. Spices. Yeah. The, the superstar of this year has been turmeric. <laughs> turmeric is really, yeah, really good. I've been reading some amazing things about turmeric. It's an anti-inflammatory uh, spice or herb. And, um, you know, it tastes good as well. So I like mixing in with a lot of dishes that I make. So not only does it taste well, it's helping to heal your body. And if you could speak a little bit on inflammation, I don't think that everybody truly understands how big a role that plays in a lot of diseases that occur, like even with cancer or, you know, just the average everyday person, like with all the additives and so forth that are going in the food, you talked about having a healthy gut. A lot of times you could eat a small meal and it felt like you swallowed a watermelon and it's because there's a lot of chemicals and so forth in the food that cause your gut to become inflamed. Mm -hmm. can, can you speak on that? Um, yeah, so inflammation, uh, like you said, mostly your refined processed foods and meats cause a lot of inflammation and in turn causes mucus production, uh, meat and dairy products a lot. So when you hear um, a healthcare provider say sinusitis or bronchitis or arthritis, that itis is all inflammation um, of that particular body cavity. So sinusitis is inflammation of the sinuses. Bronchitis is inflammation of the bronchial tubes. So inflammation causes a lot of issues. So if we could eat foods that decrease inflammation and if we could just altogether avoid the foods that cause inflammation and mucus production, we could really, really, really avoid a lot of the chronic issues that we're seeing in our communities. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, Inflammation, such as meat and dairy products, causes inflammation. Inflammation in returns causes mucus production. So if you're a person, um, I see this a lot in uh, people with um, like food allergies and asthma, um, and they, their lungs fill with a lot of mucus, and they're constantly coughing up mucus. If you pay attention to your diet, you could also kind of uh, combat that as well. But if you're noticing you're a person that's constantly coughing up mucus, um, you know, not, and you're not really sick, you're just kind of coughing up, it's like your body's trying to clear itself of all this mucus and inflammation, then you probably want to pay attention to what you're eating. There's something that's, that's giving you some inflammation in return mucus production. Um, so that's 
pretty much the gist of it. And remember, um, you know, disease, as the great late Dr. CB says, it just means dis-ease in the body. There's something that your body is not agreeing with. And remember, our body is energy. Um, the, the internal of us, we're really spiritual energy beings and the outside of us, the skin, everything is just, it's going to go back to the earth. So space. Yeah. And he also talked a lot about the different disease. The names of the disease was based upon where the mucus and inflammation existed. Yeah. Like sinusitis, bronchitis. If it was in this area, it was one thing. If it was in the throat or the heart, or, you know, in the prostate or whatever, that yeah. it was the same thing. It was mucus forming and inflammation mm-hmm. that was actually occurring. Yeah. And um, you mentioned something before about, you said nitric oxide or nitric oxygen, what was the term you referred to? The pH. The pH potential was potential hydrogen. hydrogen mm-hmm. Excuse me. So that's something else. But anyway, I was going to refer back to in the 1920s in Germany, Otto Warburg had won the Nobel Peace Prize for like figuring out what the um, cause of cancer was in, in conjunction to that, of course, the cure. He was saying it was a lack of oxygen to the cells, and it was tied into the, the pH, like right. saying that the body needs to be loaded with oxygen and, and have uh, a more alkaline... Uh, it needs to be more alkaline than acidic for the most part because they're saying that disease cannot exist in a highly alkalized body. So yeah. like even now with, with COVID, you know, and you hear well, a lot of the, the home remedies and things that people should be doing to try to keep themselves he- healthy, you know, eating things like fruit salads, you know, where you put a whole bunch of good uh, high alkaline uh fruits you know in a bowl and eating it you know those things tend to heal the body you know it's not as glamorous as a cheeseburger or a piece of pizza but those things will keep you alive and and keep you around and remember when you're trying to detox your body um it takes a little bit you know it it, sometimes it takes about two to three months for your body because everything we feed ourselves not just our food but everything we feed ourselves that we listen to the music the things we see on tv that becomes what our body craves and so you really have to detox yourself so when you're when you're trying to detox and you're trying to change your diet just be patient with yourself it takes time you you know you're gonna have those cravings you're gonna be like oh what the hell i'm just gonna eat this pizza it's okay just start over the next day but because health is also a mental mindset and you have to kind of change the way you think and feel about food as well um, in order for your the rest of your body to follow so just be patient with yourself when you're trying to change your diet you know take your time have some accountability partners and I always say you know vibe with the people that's that that is vibing on the thing that you're trying to do if you're trying to become healthy and you have some friends that isn't 
it's going to be really, really hard for you to be successful. It's going to be really hard. So get with some people, get with a tribe that is going to encourage you and that, that want to eat healthy. Nothing's wrong with that. Like nothing's wrong with eating healthy. Like I feel like that's also another cultural thing that we've been brainwashed with. Like, you know, people are supposed to eat a certain way. And you, you know, if you're not eating this, then you're not healthy. And I think we have to really, really, really like just awaken to 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 what a different perspective. That's all I can say. Tom Burrell in his book Brainwashed, he stated that the black community is committing suicide. He said that we're killing ourselves with what we put in our mouths. So he pretty much talked about the diet. And and once again, going back to what I was saying in, in the beginning. And even Dr. Sabi, uh, Dr. Sabi was actually healing people of almost every disease imaginable, AIDS, cancer, you name it. And uh, he was arrested uh, for practicing medicine without a license. And ultimately, I think they told him when he came to court, he needed to bring at least one person for each disease that he claimed that he cured them of. I think he loaded the courthouse up with something like 72 people. He, he like did it over and above. All of them had their testimonies. They had all of their documentation from their doctors before and after. And it was really irrefutable. And he actually won the case. And, um, and he also uh, passed away in police custody. Yeah. So that, yeah. Matter of fact, they're doing a documentary on that. And, um, We'll come back to that one later, but um, yeah. that one should be, there should be a documentary coming out soon on it, so you definitely want to see that. Another thing I wanted to touch on is, in scripture, uh, there's probably at least 20 plus accounts in there where God says that I give you the herbs for the healing of the nations. He didn't say medicine, so to speak, but like you were saying, it was like your the food is your medicine and the medicine is your food according yeah. to... Hippocrates and Imhotep. Uh, but back to the herbs, you know, he had given us some great herbs. And what were those, the peas? Um, well, it, it kind of, it was mostly fruit as far as the peas. That's how I remember them. It's like, uh, you know, I already said that pears, plums, prunes, parsley, and I think there's like papaya, something like that. But as far as the spices, I did want to kind of go back over because I think we just brought up uh, turmeric. So basil is really good. Bay leaf is good. Oregano is good. I have like all this in my cabinet. Um, cayenne pepper, onion powder, uh, sage is really good. Um, of course, we talked about sea salt, making sure it's Himalayan sea salt because that's that the minerals are still in it. It hasn't been refined and the nutrients taken out. It's like a um, vitamin. You're cooking with vitamins. Yeah. You know? um, as far as sweeteners, uh, pure agave sweetener is really good. And also pure dates as sweeteners is really, really good. Um, and grains, quinoa, rye, and wild rice is also good. So some things that we should avoid. And again, we're all a work in progress. We're just raising consciousness towards it all right so the microwave Ooh, the, the nuke machine <laughs> yes we should try to just 
do away the, with the microwave. We should, you know, warm up our food on the stove. The old school um, way. The old school way. Put it in the oven, stuff like that. Uh, the microwave is radiating a lot, a lot of radiation. So, um, and there's again. No, there's no nutrition in the food once you get done with it. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, it zaps it with this really, 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 really high heat, that, well, radio waves or whatever it is. So, that's the thing. Exactly. Um, again, we should avoid canned and seedless fruit. So always go fresh and make sure all your fruit have seeds in them. The fruit should be able to regenerate itself. Um, we should avoid animal products, all right? That is chicken, beef, pork, um, and fish, some fish. Again, um, it's a stepwise thing. You know, some people have been vegan and vegetarians their whole life or whatever, and they don't have any issues with it. Um, we're, we're growing, so we're evolving. Um, GMO, of course, try to avoid all GMO, genetically modified issues. So all fruit, food that's been genetically modified. Uh, broccolini. That is a hybrid food. So it's genetically engineered. It looks sexy on the plate. I've, I've used it. And, and once again, we're not trying to make it seem like we walking on water and came down out of the clouds of heaven. Uh, it's all about best effort, creating uh, new habits. You know, challenge yourself to go seven days, 21 days and try to create new habits. Uh, try to eat right 80% of the time. You know, there's going to be days. There's days when I want pizza. I'll eat a slice of pizza. I'll try to do a veggie pizza if, if I do it, but, you know, things like that. Also, I wanted to touch back on something because I didn't finish up what I was saying about Dr. Sabi. Not only did he win that court case, but one of the things that he brought up when he was in court, he talked about when you brought the African people here as slaves to this country, he asked, did you bring their food? We did not bring our food, so we took on a diet that was alien to our our whole biology. You know, we become very heavy meat eaters where the meat is the, the primary part of the meal, and then you get sides. And to this day, that's the way we think, whereas we come from a society that was more plant, you know, legume-based. Mm -hmm. And they ate meat during the off-seasons where certain plants weren't growing they may have eaten a little fish or whatever but it was never this heavy lace red meat diet that we're eating today heavy dairy and now everybody cross cultures are struggling because of all the additives in the food um, there's been studies to like where where high fructose corn syrup was introduced into the american diet all of a sudden the diabetes uh, epidemic just spike and I'm talking about this stuff you could actually look up this is not like no conspiracy theory or nothing this is just scientific fact all you got to do is look when one was introduced when the disease spike and just figure it out from there because it's like there's definitely something going on and most of you have to be honest with yourself if you go in your pantry you grab a box or a can or a bottle and you read what's inside of it Half of that stuff, you have no clue what it is. And if you start going online, which I do from time to time, and I'm really doing it now for my sauce because I really don't want to add all of these chemicals to the food to be able to let it sit on a shelf and ship 
So I'm in a serious dilemma. But half of that stuff is not made for human consumption. And uh, that's creating a lot of the gastric problems. That's the bloating, to like xanthium gum is a, a filler um, that they use. Um, Just to thicken the food. To thicken up. the food. And so, you know, if they're putting it in to thicken the food. What, what else is it is doing thickening? in your gut? What's yeah. it doing to your blood system? Yeah. Is it thickening your blood? Yeah. You got to think about this stuff. Yeah. So, um, the last thing we want to just talk about real quickly is being very intentional about eating. Um, it's so important because a lot of times we don't have control over the food process. Uh, we're, you know, we don't know truly what we eat. You know, the labels say one thing. We, tr we trust that the labels are honest and people have integrity and that they truly are doing what they say they're doing. But how do we know? We really don't know. We just trust. So we should be intentional with our eating and we should, like everything, we should uh, speak life over that food before you consume it. So that's basically just being intentional, putting out those intentions on what you want that food to do in your body. Bless so your yeah, I basically just, you know, bless your food, pray over your food. Um, just set the intentions, you know, that your food will provide healing at the cellular level. It will provide nutrition. It will give you renewed cells, whatever your body is needing, you know, set those intentions in that food before you put it in your mouth. Yeah, and, and one of the things what you're, has what lot, you're saying is power. very true. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a documentary out there called What the What the Bleep and then there's What the Health we want to mention that one as yeah. well. But in What the Bleep, there was a Japanese scientist in there that did a study with uh with water crystallizing. Like when you take water crystals, like when you take water and you freeze it and it crystallizes how it reacted to the emotions in a room, like what was being said, uh, what label was on it. If, if it was something that was more loving or harmonious, it crystalled up in this beautiful flower type design. And if it was something negative, like hate or evil or whatever, it would have this ugly like design that it would, would morph into. Mm -hmm. And everything, like our human body is consumed of 70 to 80% water. Our plants and food that we ingest is full of water. So when you're blessing the food, you are actually changing the the biology of the actual food. Yeah, so you're, it's like, you're giving that food energy. Exactly. So, and that could work both both ways. Good and bad. Good like, and bad. That's why you should, when you go to eat, it should be a peaceful environment. You should not bring all your problems to the table. And, you know, you definitely want to talk to your family and your kids while you're there. But you do not want to get in any deep arguments and things of that nature while you're eating food. Because now the food, just like flowers and things like that, they're reacting to sunlight and sound. So, and then you're going to put this stuff in your body. You don't want to do that. So it's like a lot of times people get sick. Well, he was healthy, but it's like all these other things could be gone on. You know, like stress is that silent killer and it shows up in so many different ways. 
and you mentioned early on, you know, it's all about energy. Like energy, it cannot be created nor destroyed. It just moves and changes shape and form. So it it just transfers everywhere. So when you get your food, bless your food, and that's how you're asking God to to go in this food, even even if it's bad. You you see some cultures they eat horrible foods in in our mind. But these people are way more healthier than we are, you know, and it's a lot of it has to do with things you're not even thinking about. Yeah. So definitely, you know, bless your food, you know, and tell it to do all those good things inside your body. Yep. And the last thing I want to add is make sure you get enough sleep and sleep during healing hours. That is so, so, so important. And that's typically from about 10, p 10 p.m. to about 4 a.m., um, and especially 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. are very healing spiritual hours. So make sure you get enough rest. Make sure your body is rejuvenating and you're getting, you know, you're letting your body heal and all that good stuff. Was there yeah. anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, and a, and a lot of that and those hours is tied to the secretion of melanin and melatonin from the pineal gland. So some people take synthetic forms of melatonin. DMT? Is well, that's slightly different. That's a little bit different. That's, okay. That's a little bit different. But yeah, but that those are reasons why some people have trouble sleeping, so they take melatonin and things like that. So just imagine if you lived in Alaska during that period where the sun doesn't like go down. You know, how does your body know when to go to sleep? So luckily we live, you know, in uh, the part of the world where we get chance to get our 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. hours in this most natural sense so all right so that's eating to live guys um your health is your wealth it truly is i think we can all see that right now we're in the middle of a pandemic we have um i think 2020 have just been a year of a lot of loss including family members um from COVID 19 you know every time that i do you know kind of follow it the things are changing so you know stay healthy you know keep your kids healthy keep your fam keep your family healthy you know cook those nutritious meals keep your vibrations high keep your thoughts on good things keep your thoughts on just being healthy it's so important right now i mean honestly it could probably be the difference between life or death and I'm very, very serious about that. So just, um, you know, just, just do all those good things. Get your spring water in and, you know, help, help others, you know, help other people stay healthy, spread good, positive, healthy messages, um, because we need it and we need each other. So yeah, and challenge each other. Yeah. You know, and the best health plan is preventive health. Absolutely. Yep. So and it, and it starts with what we put in our mouth. So it's our food is our medicine and our medicine is our food. Yep. All right. So this has been another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. Matters of the Heart and Soul is inspired by love, God, relationships, spirituality, justice, culture, family, children, finances, freedom, personal growth, food energy and vibration, universal principles, 
health, education, masculine and feminine energy, music, and all things of the heart and soul. We appreciate all of you guys. Please subscribe. Please share. Please comment. Um, this is honestly what we have been called to do during this time. And this is what we're doing. Peace, love, and light to all everybody. Right. Take care.